Hi, my name is Lydia. And I'm Emma. And we're the hosts of Holy Ship. We are passionate about creating a space for women to talk about sexuality, their bodies, and all things relationships. We think that for so long, Christian spheres have often failed to address these topics with women in a healthy, shame-free, and open way. So welcome to Holy Ship, where we address all the taboo topics in a way that is honoring to you, your relationships, and God. Hey guys, welcome back to Holy Ship Podcast. This is the last episode in our season about purity. So we wanted to close with a conversation about how to pursue purity going forward. We have been talking a lot already about what does it mean to be pure or how it contrasts with the world's understanding of purity. So now we want to discuss what this actually means in practice, not just in philosophy. So to get started, what does it mean to pursue purity? Yeah, I think this is such an interesting question. Um, And honestly, I think about our episode about virginity with Corinne, when she talked about how lots of times virginity and purity are conflated in Christian circles and are kind of like seen as like that virginity is purity when in reality, there's like so much more like sexual purity is a part of purity, but it's not the entire thing. Um, So I think when you're thinking about pursuing purity, um, I, I think about Galatians 5 when um, it says, don't just flee from sexual immorality, but flee from impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealous, jealousness, ooh, jealousy, whatever, um, anger, rivalries, drunkenness, orgies, like there's so much more encompassing in like what we should flee from and how we live our lives than just like sexuality. But then I also think when you look to second Timothy two verse 22 it says so flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness faith love and peace and along along with those who call on the lord from a pure heart and i think yes there's a lot of stuff you need to flee when you're pursuing um purity and like yes part of that sexual um immorality as like we've talked about in so many of these episodes but it's also like there's so much more you should be fleeing from but then there's also stuff that you should be pursuing too like it's not just a fleeing like you're like actively like pursuing one, a relationship with God, but then alongside of that, like righteousness, faith, love, and peace. And there's all sorts of other verses that also talk about what you should be pursuing as well. But like, I just, I love second Timothy so much. Yeah. I think it's just like so much more complex. Yeah. I also wanted to talk about this verse a little bit in Galatians five, because, you know, we, growing up in Christian circles, you hear, you know, flee from sexual immorality, like flee from Mm -hmm. like just the broken record. Um, But I think it's important for people to start really reading the full verse and, or especially chapter, because having the context is really important Mm -hmm. because they contrast fleeing from sexual immorality with fleeing from anger and -hmm. drunkenness and jealousy And something that to me, that's really um, interesting is that, I mean, maybe some people feel this way, but you don't really get pleasure from feeling angry Mm -hmm. and you certainly don't get pleasure from being hungover. I don't know a single person. (laughs) I don't know a single person who's like, oh yeah, I just love being hungover, Mm -hmm. but it's confusing because yeah sexual immorality can be really pleasurable Mm -hmm. in the moment. 
And we're supposed to flee from that. Like we would flee from strife and anger and drunkenness. And I think having that first, you know, shows how much harder it is to flee from sexual impurity than it is from all those other things, because it's not an, an immediate, um, like reaction to flee from it because it's not something that immediately makes us feel bad. Well, I mean, I also think like some of these other things don't immediately make you feel bad. Like when you're drunk, right? You're like living life, you know, like (laughs) you feel really high there for a second, you know? Um, but yeah, like, I mean, after that you are mostly normally hungover. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of them do have things in common. That's why I just think it's important to, to read it all because God knows how hard it is, but by him explicitly telling us to flee from it, he is emphasizing that it is in the same category as all those things. Yeah. That may be easier to flee from for some people. I don't know. Go ahead. I also think that kind of goes back to like where purity culture went wrong is they emphasize sexual immorality and they didn't emphasize like these other things that you're supposed to be fleeing from. So, you know, a girl could be getting drunk every weekend and not get the same like reprimanding as if she's like sleeping with someone, you know? And so like when she sleeps with someone then she's kicked out of like her like social group, you know, from like the purity club and like different things like that. But then, like, if you're drunk, it's like, oh, but that's, like, different when, like, in reality, these are all sins that are pulling you farther away from God, but we're not, like, emphasizing these ones as much as we are sexual immorality, which they're all Bible verses also saying that, like, sexual immorality is a sin committing against yourself, right? And the other ones are not. So it's, like, different. But I also think, like, again, and we've talked about this, if you have sex outside of marriage, like, God doesn't just stop loving you, but that's often how it's, like, made to seem so Mm, so true so so true um yeah yeah it it, it's crazy um I was going to I guess a little own personal story about this would be um or just like showing how hard it is is that I had um like a boyfriend say that he wasn't like fully ready to like receive communion in church because mm-hmm. like, you know, we quote unquote had a lot of fun, whatever that means yeah. to him or someone else. And I was so confused. And so I brought it up and I was like, Hey, like, you know, what do you think about doing all of these things? Like if you felt mm-hmm. like it was bad enough to not want to take communion in church or something like that. And, and the response was, I'm always going to, not I'm always going to feel bad, but basically we should just emphasize on talking about only pure and wholesome things Mm -hmm. until we get married. Mm. And for me, I was like, okay, yeah, great. Like, that's what I want. But it's so hard. And then after that, you're kind of feeling, or at least I was, I was feeling a little bit like, oh, bummer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that's a bummer. (laughs) And, um, but I think it is, it is possible to flee from it Mm -hmm. in a relationship, but it's not like, 
yeah, I, I don't even know how to describe it except for, um, yeah, that's just my own personal yeah. uh, story about doing that because it isn't like, fun. Yeah. And I think it's also hard to flee from like even drunkenness. Right. And like, I think especially in New York, so many social circles revolve around alcohol and like you just I love casually how you say that. Is that my Michigan accent coming out? <laughs> alcohol. Alcohol. It's lovely, Whatever. but yeah. Okay. I won't think too much on that. Um, no, but like a lot of social circles revolve around like you grab a drink with someone or you go out for drinks or you get a drink with a meal and like you go to events and there's drinks there. And I think like drinking in itself is not bad. And I think you can, as a Christian, drink alcohol. But like there's like the drunkenness aspect that like, like the Bible does tell us to flee from. And I also think a lot of times your drunken behavior is not one that's a good witness to the kingdom. And I like had like a time where like I was drunk like all the time. Like I was drunk at parties, like all of this stuff. And as I was like getting more serious in my like faith and like kind of going down this road of like what actually is purity, that was something I had to draw like a very hard line on. Because when I was being drunk, I was like not, not a great example of what a Christian life should look like. I just like honestly wasn't even acting like myself. And so yeah, like I had to like draw like very like hard boundaries in my life of being like, I can only have like one drink a week and I can't get drunk. Like I can't take shots because I feel like that leads like directly to getting drunk or like that's the goal, you know? So I had to draw like very like hard lines in my life of how I was going to honor God, like even like with my drinking habits too, and like not actually get drunk in. So, yeah. So. I think, um, I think you brought up a good point about habits. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these things can become so habitual yeah, that you don't know to flee from them because mm-hmm. they've just become ingrained in your life. And I agree with your point. Like as Christians, you know, it's fine to drink alcohol, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, it's the drunkenness aspect, but also I think something that's really dangerous is the habit. Even yeah. if you aren't getting drunk, like just having it be a constant in your life, mm-hmm. I think that can be really dangerous too. And yeah. on the same, like on the same topic, having a habitual, like sexual, um, relationship yeah um you know can also be detrimental in the long run and so just to like be aware of um just to be aware of things that may be becoming habits Mm -hmm. and I think like another thing and how to pursue purity is I mean maybe have like a time dedicated every week to like think back on the week everything you did and be like did this week honor God like did all the things I do honor God and I think lots of times if you're really thinking about that and like asking the Lord to like convict you in like those moments that you'll see like a lot of things that you do like that are habitual but you maybe not notice you're like oh actually like I don't think that was honoring to God and like what I was doing I don't think that's bringing me closer to God I think that is either like keeping me where I'm at in my faith or even pulling me backwards right um Something that someone once told me about habits is like the best way to stop a habit Mm -hmm. is to not stop it, but to start a new habit. Hmm. And I really like that idea of like, Like in place of of it. Well, don't even think of it as like a replacement, but start Mm -hmm. something new to 
to become like the mainstay where you don't feel like you need this other thing. And like, to your point of, you know, maybe having, you know, prayer time or a date with yourself and, Mm. and God, (laughs) you know, like having a routine Mm -hmm. of being with the Lord, um, in community as a habit, Mm -hmm. um, to really place that in your life, you're not going to need other habits or like Mm -hmm. sort of just a mindset change, you know, saying that instead of that, I can't do mentality, like take the, I get to mentality. And I also think all these things, like if you're spending time with God in the word or like in prayer or in worship, that these things will like slowly become less and less in your life and they'll have like less of like a grip on it because yeah, like when you're like actively pursuing God, those things just become less important to you um, as like his importance rises, importance rises in your life, you know? But yeah, I think really like the bottom line for me is like of what purity is, is like restoring your relationship with God and it's like that pursuing of it. And I think one of the most important aspects of this is community, and like who you're surrounding yourself with. And I think lots of times you have to be surrounded by a community of people who are like gonna like hold you to those standards, you know? Yeah. So I have an interesting or just a fun little example of I'm so ready. Okay. <laughs> um, so hopefully our audience has seen, um, I'm going to talk about two TV shows because these are the <laughs> two examples that immediately came to my mind. First, Glee. So when we talk about like surrounding ourselves with the right communities, I want to talk about Glee first. And did, did you watch Glee? Oh yes. I've seen every episode. Okay. Okay. So, you know, the chastity club. Yes. Okay. So like they're, um, super devoted, like, um, I think there was good intention. Mm -hmm. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but like, they're very serious about pursuing purity, Mm -hmm. staying chase. And like a lot of them had the right idea. Um, but it was just a whole bunch of horny teenagers in a room being told like, no, 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 no. Like absolutely no sex. And they did that like balloon thing where (laughs) it was like, don't pop the, was it a balloon? It was, it was balloon between their hips. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's wild. (laughs) It's so funny. So I think that's an example of the wrong community, Mm -hmm. even though it sounds and looks like the, the right community. I think it's the wrong community because it's sending the, I can't message instead of like the, I get to like, Mm -hmm. instead of saying, you know, you have to be pure you want to be able to say, no, I get to be pure. Mm-hmm. And so the second idea of community I had, and this is a much smaller community, but I truly believe that two people can be a community as well, or at least if two people are oriented towards the same goal and they have friends, then that community is like very healthy because it's going to yeah. have a good discourse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is a little bit of an older show, but Boy Meets World. Did you watch? I've never actually seen it before. Okay. I really liked the show <laughs> um, growing up, but I especially loved uh, Topanga's character. So Corey and Topanga were like um, 
high school sweethearts. I mean, I think they actually met in middle school, but um, uh, Topanga was a super beautiful, so smart. Like she could have any guy she wanted at any time, but as her character developed a big, um, a big pillar of her character was her value of not having sex until marriage. Hmm. And it was kind of funny because, um, her friends would like make jokes around it a little bit, or, um, Corey, Mm -hmm. her boyfriend slash fiance later would often make jokes about wanting to like get with her goodies, but, (laughs) but they wait until marriage. And it was like a groundbreaking moment in TV Mm. because this beautiful girl was showing um, how to stand your ground and have a relationship that's just more than sex. Yeah. And each episode was so filled with these um, really like uh, just detailed conversations, not surface level at all between Mm. her and Corey and their friends were all very supportive of like, them waiting. Yeah. Um, and then I loved how it showed even after they got married, like how much more fulfilling hmm. their relationship was. And um, obviously like there's no idol out there. That's like the perfect um, yeah. example of marriage and relationships. But I think that contrasting how those two mm-hmm. environments turned out, especially on TV could show a lot yeah. about how we live our lives, like something that may seem like the right community may not be the right community. Yeah. Um, and how it's more important to have people who share a similar goal of yours, or at least respect it and want to pursue it with you, which is mm-hmm. what I believe Corey did. Like he wasn't inherently like Christian or wanted to wait, like he wanted yeah. to have sex, but he wanted to pursue what Topanga was pursuing mm of love for her and love for himself and their relationship. And yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. And I think you brought up like a good point about how lots of times what I'll say a pure community like can often look or so like, sorry, often an impure community can look pure, like in that, like a chastity club, right? Like you have like this great idea, but it's not fostering an environment that like is allowing people to pursue purity, but also acknowledging that there are faults in them that they're going to like fall short and like they're okay with that and they still love the person right it was like a very like hardcore like you pop the balloon oh my word you know um and I think like lots of times like you see that even in Christian circles which is kind of sad but, like there's this like drive to like pursue purity but then you're not acknowledging that like people fall short and there is that like grace there and so I think like finding like a real pure community that pushes you to pursue purity um holds you accountable to like the standards that are set there but then also like is there for you when you do mess up is there to talk with you about it and like help you through that and then also call you out on it I think is a huge aspect of that and I think like you said I think it it can be like a one-on-one friendship too but like also like I think the like more the better too like when you have this whole full community that's like no like we love you despite this you know it's just like so much more powerful but like I think like even in like our friendship like I feel fine calling you out and you call me out and like I love that because you push me to be a better person I think that's how friendship should be like there is like these shared values and you know no I totally agree and 
yeah, the more the merrier, the easier it is. Like definitely just thinking about the TV show, how that character was kind of like they were, they had a great friend group, Mm -hmm. but um, kind of like at some points you can feel like you're walking alone if other people aren't doing it with you. And so I think it's really important to find someone to walk with. And Mm -hmm. even if you do fall short or need someone to lean on, you have that and someone who um, can hold you accountable or even help you get back to where you want to be is super important. Mm -hmm. So besides being in good community, what would be the last way you could pursue purity in your opinion, just like personally? Yeah, I think honestly, just working on like personal spiritual growth. Um, And like, as we've talked about spending time in the word and prayer and praise and worship and like a community, I think those are all ways that you can grow spiritually. But yeah, I think that's honestly one of the most important ways to pursue pursue purity it's just like the whole goal is to get closer to God and be in more of a relationship with him and like those are the ways that you can so easily do that yeah what are your thoughts on that I agree I think I went from like there was a big point in my life where I wasn't dating um or I was I was just like casually going on dates, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't dating. So I was never in a situation where my like purity was tested because I was kind of just like frivolously meeting people just for kicks and giggles. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I was, you know, close with God, but I wasn't really being challenged. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, and I'm not saying you should go out and look for a challenge, but a challenge just kind of came to me as I began can like more seriously dating. And I wasn't, I didn't have that solid base of like reading scripture daily, mm-hmm. like making sure to go to church every Sunday, like, um, you know, making sure I said my prayers every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't have that cause I didn't really feel like I needed it. And then yeah. when I got in the whirlwind of like dating and romance and all that, I kind of lost my footing for a mm-hmm. second. And I, I finally had this moment where I was like, okay, I need to pursue purity, me, not my relationship, not Mm -hmm. this other person. Like, yes, they got their own work to do, but this is about me and my relationship with God first. Mm -hmm. And then from there I can go in and look. And so for me, that meant I needed to read my Bible more and, um, And once I started doing that, that helped a lot. Um, Pray more, find a good church Mm -hmm. community. I still need to be doing that every day and more. So, um, but yeah, that would be my advice on um, going forward. Yeah. Um, There's also, I don't know if we touched on this um, Bible verse, but from first Thessalonians chapter four, verses three through five, Um, It says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do do not know God. Um, And I think that that part about 
each one of you needs to know how to control his own body and holiness and honor is, is first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that brings like back to a point you made that at the end of the day, it's like you who has to make the decision to pursue purity and it's kind of up to you. It's not up to like the community to decide that, like, because lots of times, like, you're gonna be in a part of life where you don't have that community. Correct. Or, like, that's a good, you point know. Too. And so, at the end of the day, it's not like your boyfriend needs to decide this. Like, no, you actually have to decide that, and like, that's gonna dictate kind of, you know, if you do continue dating that person, or like, you know. And same for boys. But, you know, they yeah. can't expect their girlfriend to carry their purity mm-hmm. and um, yeah you know good standing with god like it has to be a, a personal thing and mm-hmm. it's yes it's important to lean on others to lean on community and i think we stress that but as it says in this verse like you need to control your your passions um mm-hmm. get a grip and yeah. then <laughs> <laughs> and then go to your community for mm-hmm. added support because it helps to make you doing it all on your own a little yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this last episode of our purity season. We will have a two week break and then our season on boundaries will start. And we have so many great guests on that and just have so many great conversations. So we are so excited for you to hear that. But yeah. We'll definitely make sure to keep you guys posted throughout the two-week break. But as always, if you have any questions or concerns, you can either DM us on Instagram at theholyship.podcast or email us at theholyship.podcast at gmail.com.